From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au Coming up, another monthly yarn over the back fence with Walter Williams and Ashley Mack. Time to go pink with Ipswich Hospital Foundation, Councillor Watchdog Overreach, Floods, Flood Buybacks and we say a sad goodbye to colleges by the river. Also in this episode of Ipswich Today, we talk air shows and reminisce about the first fast food store in Ipswich. It's Tuesday, October 18, 2022, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Ashley Mack was born in Ipswich and growing up in Ebervale, he assures us he hasn't been affected much at all. He was the first voice on QFM in 1990 and is still a media tart and a small business owner into the bargain. Welcome, Ash. And still suffering from being under those power lines. (laughs) (laughs) Walter Williams has called Ipswich home for 31 years and you'll know his voice on many TV and radio ads. He's been extremely busy at the moment, so you'll hear him even more. Previously heard on QFM, Star FM, River and 4BC. Welcome, Walter. Thank you, mate. Good to be here. Great to have you guys along once again for Over the Back Fence. Now, before we get into our meaty topics, I just wanted to start with a quick plug for the Ipswich Hospital Foundation's Go Pink Day to raise awareness for breast cancer. Coming up on the 28th of October at Brothers from 7am, they do a great job in the community. Um, IHF Go Pink is in its third year, and if you want tickets... Just jump on the Ipswich Hospital Foundation website. Plug over, shameless plug for the Ipswich Hospital Foundation. Oh, no, look, it's so hard if you're a charity to, to fight yourself above all the other. Any plug is a good plug. Yeah, no, no. We're, we're always happy to support them. Now, let's get into the meaty subjects. And it's been in the news on and off for months, if not a couple of years now. And that's the Office of Independent Assessor. And it's kind of like the mini police force looking after complaints about councillors, which was set up by the state government after all the hoo-ha with Ipswich and Logan and a few others. Uh, But here's the thing. It's being misused politically. There's no doubt about that. And the Office of Independent Assessor, I think, is going way over the top in its handling of complaints. What have you guys taken in with the OIA? One of the things I've noticed about any of these these um, organisations, whether they be talking about the this particular organisation or this one they're going to bring in with the feds, right, they weaponise it. it. As soon as you get it in, they weaponise Instead of using it for what it's supposed to be used for, it's used to just um, get brownie points by some politician somewhere. And it shouldn't be that – sh- that shouldn't happen. No. Yeah. no. It seems common sense seems to go out the door. Um, mm. I think Blind Freddy could have seen that, uh, you know, it was going to be used by councillor against councillor. And what does the report say to Parliament this month? In exactly the last that. six months, just five councils accounted for 83% of councillor versus councillor complaints. These councillors need to grow up. <laughs> it's like a kindergarten, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah, they t- need to grow up. You're running the teacher tattletailing. Yes, oh. you want them to get on with the job, don't you? That they were... Yep. voted in for. But it's all this cheap point scoring that goes on. I'm Not all, not all councillors are in that category, I hasten to add. But I must That's, agree with yeah. the Ipswich Tribune's Brian Benyon. He wrote an opinion piece. And, and was it good or was it good? It, 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 it nailed it. <laughs> it mm. was great. It mm. absolutely nailed it. Congratulations, yeah. Brian. Yeah, you did a good one on that one. 
Wyvernhoe is again in the news. Weather is in the news. Are we going to get more floods or not? We, we'll just have to wait and see. It's currently being drained down to 80%. Mm, yeah. Flood buybacks, uh, we've got to talk about that as well. I think we'll talk about Wyvernhoe first and lowering to 80%. And I the, think they should probably tell the people at Corona Downs that no, it's not going to go over the top of colleges crossing because they're all panicking about that oh, at the moment. I know, I know. Mm. And and the and the issue is there too, Ash, as you know, being so close to the river there, mm. is that if we get a big downpour of rain, mm. that could bump it over the top of the crossing, even though they've yeah. done their best to control it coming out of out of the gates. And talking about mm. flooding, the bell is mm. told on colleges by the river, Mike Darcy and his team will be no more. And that's very sad news. Yeah. It was a great spot to go down to on the weekend, get an ice cream, take the kids down for a bit of a, a wander. Since they, I'm not a great fan of the changes they made down there. I, I loved colleges in its original sort of raw form. So we're talking, what what, done, we're talking about pre-1993. Oh, going back to 1974 when oh, I used to yes. go camping yeah. there. Oh, it was wow. just It was yeah. wonderful. You know, you'd be camping on the gravel. Right, you'd, you'd put, start yourself a little campfire. It was great. It was, it was just pure. It, it was a bit like Savages, you know, not Savages. Um, yeah, Savages Crossing. And Twin Bridges. And Twin Bridges. Yeah, it was just, a bit like that. Yeah, well, just you and the bull sharks. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, we didn't know about those in those days. You know? well, they're very no real. No wonder I became a good swimmer. But, uh, <laughs> thing, I was scared yeah, of the damn things. Uh, dear. Uh, look, we must bring up something. I was I was hoping to get Mike on with us, Mike Darcy, but uh, couldn't arrange that for this recording of um, Over the Back Fence. But the fact that the the cafe was left in situ and got yeah. destroyed earlier this year is an absolute sin. And mm. I, I, look, council has been ducking for cover. I know the mayor has told me that it all happened very quickly, but uh, it, the fact is... It takes about 12 hours for the water to get from Wyvernhoe down down to colleges. And the only way that the cafe floods is with releases from Wyvernhoe. Mm -hmm. So somebody didn't tell somebody and is somebody's butts being covered somewhere uh, because it could have been taken out. It used to take about three hours to disconnect the plumbing and get it onto a truck and get it up to higher ground. Ash, what were you going to say? Well, I I always wondered why they didn't just build it on higher ground. Because there's some beautiful, like they could have, you know, cantilevered it off the cliff mm. and had a great view. Yeah. Oh, that would have there. been an expensive option, though, at the time. Mm. Well, you know, losing, <laughs> flooding it out and losing yeah, yeah, it completely yeah. is Having also it, pretty yeah. bloody expensive. That's right? correct. And yeah. it is losing a nice asset for uh, for the park. Not having yeah. the, and that was designed to be floodproof, just like uh, Riverheart Parkland. Mm. It it's also was initially designed so that you could lay flat those, um, those railings. railings. Yep, yep. But they never do. Mm. Well, they uh, used to. They used to. Yeah, well, they used to, but they haven't been doing it lately. I think I blame the brain drain from council while under administration. Mm. I was just and about to say the same thing. Yes, yeah. too, too much brain drain, too quickly. And um, quite frankly, junior staff were frightened to to make decisions on things that mm. they knew should be done, but the seniors didn't know. The senior management didn't know, right? Yeah. So, so the, the information wasn't getting around? No, and that's why we've seen all this unnecessary damage and waste of thousands of dollars. The one in Queen's Park is, um, what is it called? Queen's Park Cafe is for sale. So maybe Mike should go and do a deal on that. He knows his game. <laughs> he certainly does. Go and grab hold of that because that's another, and that one's not going to get flooded. 
No. Might be getting driven mad by bats, but it won't get uh, flooded. If Queen's Park gets flooded, we're all in trouble. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> what a great segue, Walt, into the flood buybacks. You've seen this week that there's the uh, second round of flood buybacks across yeah. Ipswich. Uh, how are you going? We've talked about your situation previously. Yeah, not only seen it, but we are part of this uh, tranche, as the French say. Ah. Um, yes, uh, QRA Assessor has been around in the last week and had a look-see. Uh, you couldn't read him. You could play poker very well, this book. <laughs> big, big guy named Gary. Big shout-out to him from the QRA. Um, and apparently we've got a four- to six-week wait before we know anything to, okay. to decide oh. what the future well, will be. Walter, if you don't get bored out, there's something wrong. Makes but, you wonder, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. just where you are, they, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it seems like common sense to me. Well, but anyway. Yeah. On a I still per- have nightmares about the floods, I yeah, tell you. I bet you do, and the weather forecast mm. doesn't doesn't give you any encouragement either. No. Well, no. I'm sure I can speak on behalf of Ash and everybody. We've got our fingers crossed for you, Walt, that uh, you get the right result out of that. Yeah, and if you move to bloody Springfield, we won't talk, talk to you anymore. No, I'm actually <laughs> buying right next to you, Ash. <laughs> oh, no. I've got to put a tennis court in I, I and sign out to you. I changed my mind. Now, be- hey, before we go any further, I just want to check with Ash something we talked about last month. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, Did oh, you get yeah. to Riverview to get rid of your no. hazardous waste? Oh. No, I think it oh, rained. come on. I think it, I think it rained, didn't it? I don't know. Something no, happened. Geez. And, you know, how life gets in the road of things when you're doing, when you know. <sighs> I don't know whether the kids came up or something like that, but I didn't. And I thought, oh, you know, the next day you get that feeling. Oh, damn, I missed it. When is the next one on? I I need to do it monthly. Well, probably more often for you by the sounds of it. (laughs) Yeah, I've still got that bloody paint in the garage. I want to get rid of (laughs) Oh, dear, oh, dear. Hey, I want to talk about now the uh, annual business awards that are run by the Ipswich Region Chamber of Commerce and the Greater Springfield Chamber of Commerce. They're two separate lots of awards, but they're similar aims to recognise great achievements in uh, local business. Now, the Ipswich Awards are on the 5th of November, the Greater Springfield Chamber's on the 29th of October, which they're having at uh, the Bundamba Racecourse, actually, which uh, is great to see. Tickets are on sale for both, so I just thought I'd throw that in for... Who's the uh, favourite? Oh, gee. <laughs> There's so many at categories. The race There's so many <laughs> new businesses in town, which is good to see. It's great to see. And, yeah, and new faces. Yeah. So uh, anybody interested in attending those awards should get on the respective websites of both the Ipswich Chamber and the Greater Springfield Chamber. Now, mm. something that's coming up, I hope the weather does not affect because it has been jinxed in the past, and that's mm. the Ipswich Ambly Air Tattoo on the 29th and 30th of October. Have you been enjoying the extra practice from the Super Bowl? Isn't that great? Oh, yes. <laughs> Isn't that great? That guy, he's – what is he flying? My son works out there. Yep. Right, he's a sparky out there, and he was telling me this bloke, he just gets out, I think it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, he has to go out and practice, and Adam Harrison gets a free show. He says it's just absolutely amazing watching this guy, you know, handle that plane, like, standing on its tail and all that sort of stuff. Amazing stuff. How about you? We we get a free show at our place every time they do it. Yeah. So uh, I know that... If you have missed out because it has sold out, right, mm. um, there are free viewing hubs around the place. Uh, just come over to our joint. We'll put on the barbie. <laughs> yeah, Walt will be there selling chips, drinks. <laughs> now Make that's, a fortune. That's a great idea that the uh, the council has set these up. Uh, one in Ipswich Central, Springfield Central Sports Complex, and at Rosewood yeah. too. They don't miss out. Mm. 
That's good. That's amazing you can see it from that far away. Well, they're going to be doing, you know, obviously extra big laps. But something I haven't seen, which the RAF did say would happen, is one Hornet flying very low at 1,000 kilometres an hour during practice. But I haven't seen that yet. I've seen the two two or three flying. Hang on a second. 1,000 kilometres, that's just – is that just under the speed of sound? Uh, you'll have to ask Dr. Carl that one. I'm That's like, fast. Yeah. yeah. That'll, be, that'll, that'll have all those clouds <laughs> around the wings and very Top Gun. That'll be amazing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there's still time to maybe see that bit of practice going on, but that'll mm. be a big weekend and the plane spotters will come from far and wide. Oh, so, they'll be looking for their growlers, won't yeah, they? Yeah. Congratulations to the RAF and to Ipswich City Council. Hey, is Noxie going together. out again this year? I haven't heard who's commentating, Ash. I remember one year I went out there and he was uh, in a chopper that they they just hovered. Yes. Instead of building a platform, they just put put him in a chopper and hovered and he did the commentating from up in there. Yep. Which what year, a buzz that would be. Yeah, which year did you attend? Oh, I, I remember, like I'll tell you how long I've lived around here. My first time at an Amberley Air Show was, would have been 1975 or 76. Wow. In, and I, the only reason I can remember is because my car was an E.H. Holden, my first car, <laughs> and on the way back, I had a small mechanical failure. Uh-oh. And <laughs> so that, get, that entailed what? Get, getting towed home. Oh, right. Okay. Right. So I can, I can remember the, um, the, there was one of my early, you know, your first car blues things, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Well, yeah. how about you? What's your air show experience? Well, actually, I met my wife at an air show. Oh, you're kidding. No. <laughs> uh, I, I'm serious. Tell uh, us the and, story. Has she worked out you're not a pilot yet? <laughs> Don't tell her. The secret is not out. Um, <laughs> I met her at an air show in Maureen, New South Wales, of all places, when I was working at 2VM wow. back in the day. And uh, I just got to rewind you a sec. How could there, why would there be an air show in Maureen? What's the... What's oh, there, there is an airport at Maureen. I know that, but... I, yeah. But it was, was yeah, it, did this involve RAF or just civilian? No, this was just civilian. Ah, yeah, a couple right. of tiger moths and a kite. Okay. Yeah, yeah, got exactly. You. Yep, yep. <laughs> it was a pretty good air show, actually, as air shows go. I know. Uh, and uh, and funny, and we we met up there, and uh, here we are, forty years later, still together. You've got more to say on the air show, Ash? Yeah, well, actually, this is this sort of ties in with that. There used to be a guy named Cess Height. And in Ipswich, and people, old people of Ipswich, remember this guy. He had a tiger moth. Ah. And at Christmas, and I think he had something to do with either a bus company or something like that, but at Christmas he would fly this thing and throw pamphlets out <laughs> with numbers. For like, and No, seriously. Oh, yeah. like a lucky number thing. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was a bit like the turkey thing in WKAP. But that's <laughs> through, 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 the, through these, uh, um, it was a way of advertising. It was mm. days before litter rules. Mm. But uh, people would know that Cess Height and his, um, his uh, tiger moth. All right. Who knew turkeys couldn't fly? Oh, exactly. Oh, dear. Well, we've had so much fun on this episode of Over the Back Fence. We uh, bring it to the reminiscing time. And this is a clue about what we're going to talk about. I say, I say, did you hear the Colonel's got a cobber? A cobber call? Why, yes, it is, as a matter of fact, in the Colonel's tasty cobber pack. Not one piece of chicken, you get two. Potato, gravy, and a roll for you. And this tender, succulent cobber corn wrapped in foil. To keep it warm? Well, what's it called? This pack sounds great. Remember the name, it's your cobber, mate. Kentucky Fried Chicken's Cobber Pack at $1.49. That's no corn, oh yeah. And that was 1979, guys, a tea. 
Stevie. And I think yep. we think I, we know who it is now. You, you think you've yeah. worked out the voices? Come on. Bernard King? No. Oh. Who else? Paul, One more Paul J. Turner? No, wrong. It's oh, the main, Greeny? No, the main voice is Brian Tate. Oh, my oh, God, wow. yes. Yeah, yeah. I was he saying was, before about newsreaders, yeah. Yes, he yeah. was a big star on BTQ Channel 7. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there he is featuring in a uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. That wasn't, no, that no wasn't Eddie Edwards with him, was it? I, I don't know the other guy. Eddie Edwards or, or not, wouldn't be George Wallace. No, yeah. no, no, no. One was of the young, old ad. No, it was, it was a younger guy who was with him mm. in the ad. I, I just don't know who it is, but obviously Brian Tate was... Uh, very famous on our screens here in Queensland. But I love the price at the end, $1.49. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. That's still in the same spot in Ipswich. The yeah. ad, the TV ad, was filmed at the first Kentucky Fried Chicken, which was at Kedron. Uh, yes. And it's since been demolished. Yeah, mm. that was originally the Kedron Park Bowls Club. Was it? Okay. And the guy who, the guy who wandered in there was a mate of mine. With sixty four thousand dollars, and he said, you, "Who don't you know, Ash?" Well, it was, it was Randall Ferris, actually. You oh, know okay. Randall, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, Randall was the the he ended up becoming the worldwide brand manager for KFC, and 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 Randall owned a radio station, as you know, that mm. we the um, couple of us worked for. Now, Randall walked in there with sixty four thousand dollars to buy the place, um, and they said, "What are you going to do?" And he said, "Sell pieces of chicken," and they laughed at him. Ah. Uh. <laughs> and I'll be held. That was the first one. Then we got our our Kentucky Fried Chicken in Ipswich, and boy, was that a change here! Oh yes. Well, there there was always. Uh, I've been to a couple of trivia nights um, in Ipswich, and there yeah. was uh, a bit of debate one night over where was the first fast food. And I'm talking about not Jimmy Wars. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm talking about fast food like yeah. Kentucky Fried. Uh, and the quiz master at the night said it was Pizza Hut at Bouval, and I put in a no. protest because I can remember stopping at Kentucky Fried Chicken in 1974 driving between Warwick and Brisbane. Because you, yeah, you never had the Cunningham Highway bypass then. You had to come right through Churchill, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they were very close. It was uh, KFC was first, and that's the second KFC building, by the way. There, they've yes, it's been yes. demolished they, once they and rebuilt. Changed, changeable, yeah. And the original um, Pizza Hut was in the car park of what is now um, uh, Baval Fair, roughly where the bank was, or is yeah, or near there. that near yeah, where yeah, yeah. Red Rooster was, and that. Mm. And I remember that because this is going back a bit before I met Penelope. I took at an air show. <laughs> No, no, she wasn't an issue. Uh, before I met her, I actually met her on the 5.15 train out of Brisbane. In the, oh, uh, oh how she, romantic. No, she wanted to do that idiot wasn't the tight pants. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'll clean that one up. Anyway, uh, that well, you've thrown me now. I can't remember what I was saying. Oh, yeah, the, uh, I remember going to the Pizza Hut with the daughter of the manager or the uh, big wig of Jacaranda Milk. Oh, yeah. Okay. And that was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So that, that, that's a long time ago. But KFC did beat it because it was the only game in town. I'll mm. tell you what, it was a Friday night. It was just a lineup well, uh, to get I, in. There. I have to put my hand up and say I couldn't drive past. I had to go in. Oh, yeah, you yeah. have to. Yeah. You yeah. Know, back in the but day. I, I, I remember in the early 90s, there was a Pizza Hut at North Ipswich. Yes. Yeah, it still is. Yeah. Opposite where the we held our very first meeting for the very new Ipswich radio station. Mm-hmm. QFM. In 1990, yeah. QFM, yeah, yeah. Cool. Which, and yeah, of course now it's McNamara Lawyers. 
No, 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 it's, it's not. not no, no, they, 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 they've moved on again. That's haven't right. It's real. Yeah, it was estate, Ray right? White, yeah. and then Ray now it's, White, that's and they've it. just sold that to elders. Oh, oh okay. Well, yeah. it's staying real estate then. There's still yeah. life in that pizza hut. <laughs> Dean Ramsey just sold it. Sold out to the elders people. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. And you mentioned jacaranda milk there. Mm. Uh, we'll call this the special purple edition of Over the Back Fence because the jacarandas are out. They're yeah, which means it's 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 exam time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they're not holding back. They they're loving right. this weather. But we'll wrap it up there, guys. Thanks again for a, a, a fun sesh. Over the Back Fence will be back next month. Thanks, Ash. See you then. Thanks, Walter. Thanks, guys. Cheers. And a reminder to look for handy links in the show notes. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button on the homepage to make a payment through PayPal. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio and Amazon Music Podcasts, or play Ipswich Today from smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.